everybody, Mike here. Because this podcast is uh, my only way to whore myself out, I will let you all know that I will be performing on November 22nd at the Pig and Whistle in Hollywood, California. If you have an interest in seeing me uh, play music stuff, uh, please come down. And uh, if Alex is a good friend, which I'm pretty sure he is, he will be there as well. So if you're a fan of the show, come say hi. And yeah, enjoy the show. Welcome to Every Album Ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansoor. I'm joined, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Alexander Voltz. Say hello. Hello. And I ain't no goddamn son of a bitch. Okay, so that's your quote of the day, because we're talking about the Misfits. Happy Halloween, guys. We scheduled this so that we would, you know, be festive. Yes. Are you fe- are you festive normally, honestly? No, no, not yet. Uh, what do you mean not yet? What, wait, what? Are you are you are you a festive guy? Typically? Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. I thought you were asking, am I in the mood? Uh, most I would say most Halloweens. Not, I don't know this one. I'm not quite there. Maybe really. Maybe by the time this releases, but uh, we also unintentionally time this like uh, the Misfits will have just done their first show at uh. What's that place called? Madison Square Garden. Really? Yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's fucking huge. Yeah. Oh, my God. So the 28th, a few days will have passed. And uh, so we t- we timed this good. Yeah, I we think so. We timed this real good. This should be dropping the 29th. It is not oh, the, the, day, the day after. The day after. Oh, so it's the, oh, it's the 28th that that show is. Yeah, yeah. The day after. Oh, the no. They won't get our plug. Oh, no. Darn. Oh, no. What uh, are they going to do <laughs> with the sold out, huge, gigantic thing here? And well, all the piles of money. All the piles of money. Uh, this is every album ever where we listen to every album ever in the world, in existence, in the world, in existence. One artist at a time. That's a. More or less a new discography per episode. Uh, we should clarify sp- specifically with this episode because this is every album ever, not every EP ever. All right. We're not <laughs> fucking animals. And the thing with, with punk bands, especially the misfits, misfits, they have like uh, what? Six, 7,000 singles in EPs. It's messy. This may be the messiest. This is pretty, pretty goddamn messy. So, uh, let me, so, okay. Before any of that, if you want to, <laughs> I'm like jumping all over the fucking place. All right. I'm excited. Uh, if you got any, uh, comments, some love, some hate, or you, maybe you want to suggest an artist, uh, you want us to bicker about specifically, go ahead and email all that to, Every album ever at gmail.com. And if you like us, you want to support us, subscribe, you know, review, rate, tell your friends, do all that stuff or don't do all that stuff. We love you anyway, whatever. Okay. So fuck, I clicked the wrong thing. Uh, Misfits. A band that hates shirts almost as much as Matt Pike does. And I say almost. They, they're not a fan of wearing, wearing sh- clothing. No, I have seen them wear clothing though. I don't think I've ever seen Matt Pike wear a shirt. Though. That's true. Uh, Let's see. They started in mid seventies. What seventy six or seventy seven? Somewhere around there. Somewhere around there. Uh, first, yeah, okay. This is gonna be already super fucking complicated because their first album technically is Static Age. It was recorded in nineteen seventy eight, but it wasn't released until the Misfits box set, which was ninety six, and then it wasn't again released as its own individual album until 1997 so so we're off to a great wonderful fucking convoluted start but we're gonna start with that one because it's it's the earliest misfits you can tell by hearing it it's 
was meant to be the first album. So we're going to start as though that's the first album. Also, we're going to be including Legacy Brutality uh, and both Collection 1 and Collection 2, which are all compilations, but they're the only places you can get a bunch of classic Misfits songs that are kind of staples. Uh, and I mean, I'm not, I'm not a fan of compilations and greatest hits in general, but these are like with, with a band that is so oriented around singles and EPs. Uh, these were all released as singles or EPs, these songs that are only on these compilations. So, I mean, that's, that's the only, that's the, the least messy way for us to get to it. And these, these compilations are all readily available on the, all the streamings and all the, the bullshits. So it's, it's, it's a good user friendly. Up. Yes. Yeah. User friendly. So first album, the, how many albums total? 10 albums total, I believe. What do we list? I think we, one, two, three, four. Mm, I believe it's 10. I can't count because fucking. Yeah. yeah. If you're yeah. including the collections, including the collections, this is 10 albums first in technically 1978. The last one was, uh, 2011. And, uh, if you know if you know anything about the Misfits, we're, we're just repeating ourselves because they have gone through some fucking changes. Some of them have, uh, or some of them are just uh, unexcusable. Uh, <laughs> inexcusable. That's the word. <laughs> it's uh, I would say from 1995 until uh, Danzig got back into the group, they've existed solely as a reason for Jerry only to make income. <laughs> You know, we all got to make ours, but fuck that guy. <laughs> but, but we all got to make ours, I guess. So backstory, I, I, okay, personal backstories, because every person who likes any kind of alt music, I they had to have had a Misfits phase. They had to have. In middle school, in high school, they had to have. Yes. This was one of my earliest favorite bands when I was the tender age of six, I believe. Wow. Very you early. Got started early. I got started very early. I had older brothers and... Uh, I'll go into more detail about that, but these, these guys hold, hold a very special place in my heart. Danzig, Glenn Danzig is one of my favorite songwriters and singers of all time. I think he is old and ridiculous now. However, there was no denying how fucking talented he was, especially in, in the seventies and early eighties. I uh, didn't know about your, uh, love of Danzig. Love Danzig. Right I now. was, obs- really? Yeah. I had no idea. I, had Dude, no idea. I was obsessed with him in middle school specifically. Like I, that was my straight up Danzig face where uh, I was always in, I was super into Sam Hain, uh, his band after the Misfits and the Danzig solo stuff. I wore Sam Hain t-shirts to school every day. I was the weird kid with an army jacket and, and Sam Hain t-shirts with long hair. Everyone was weirded out by me as they should have been. I also listened to Captain Beefheart. It's a whole different episode. <laughs> you should listen to that one if, if you, you haven't already. Back one episode in the archives. <laughs> I was a fucked up kid. <laughs> Anyway, I, so I, I have a lot of fondness. There's a lot of nostalgia here. I'm, so I, I did my best to look at all these objectively. What about you? So uh, they, it's weird. Their imagery, which technically isn't their imagery. It's from an old movie. They're all <laughs> stolen. They're all- <laughs> from the name to the imagery. Dude. Like any great rock and roll band, the Misfits are great thieves. Um you know what? Just a, a quick side note. Even the Danzig skull, the Danzig logo skull, that's stolen too. Dude, and he, he's like, Danzig has filed so many like, lawsuits <laughs> over that. He fucking stole it first, you little son of a bitch. Yeah, I'm I'm sure we'll get into those. But um, yeah. yeah, so it's like that's that fucking crimson skull is everywhere. It's like it, the one DMC logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy how popular it is. Um even though uh, 
I'm not that old, but I think my first introduction was Metallica, the Garage Garage mm-hmm. Inc. Mm-hmm. album. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I just think the imagery is so, so cool, especially when you're younger and like, um, you know, the songs, they got the horror theme. Yeah. A lot of campy horror, all, a lot of it named after old classic horror movies. It, yes. And I think it, it scratched a certain itch for me when I was getting into punk rock music because I did metal, then punk, and I felt like a lot of punk was just too poppy not that i didn't like it well are you saying the misfits were poppy <laughs> i mean they they were but they had some They're the most poppy they, they Whoa! yeah yeah, yeah. standard <laughs> punk backing vocals uh but there was a little bit of an edge to them okay they, were, they did play a little bit they, faster they were black makeup black eyeliner yeah yeah and even though it's <laughs> that like, devil locks yeah and even though it's like comical and not threatening there was a little bit of an edge to the misfits that yeah. i felt like wasn't necessarily there with other bands mm-hmm. so one interesting thing about this this going into the the, the quote-unquote research for this episode uh was me go listening to the post Danzig misfits with not fresh years. Cause I listened to them when I was younger, yeah. uh, like bits and pieces <clears throat> and having to listen to them as a separate band, because if you're comparing them to early misfits, this is a fucking nightmare. It's yeah. a nightmare. I had never. And it's funny. Uh, iTunes has a playlist called, um, um, misfits AD. After after dancing, that's so, cute. That's yeah, cute. It's real cute. Uh, uh, also, I, just, oh, go on. I never listened to never to anything that didn't have dancing on it before. So, that, so. you're a smart man. You, well, things it, especially the Michael Graves era. They do have it has its fans. There's a lot of defenders, and I'll go into that more detail later. Obviously, but I'm glad you know about those people because I I I talked to one recently. He's a friend of mine. He said, "You know what? It, it's not all it's not all garbage. It has some merit." And I, and I said, "I will see about that." <laughs> uh, and he, we we said a second ago that this is every album ever, not every EP ever. Misfits are still recording, correct? Or c- mostly sort of recording? Yeah, I think before they did the whole like original Misfits reunion, which that- they did after. 30 years or something. Yeah. They have an EP called Friday the 13th. Did you listen to it? I listened to a few songs and it's like, it's way too long. I think there's okay. like a five minute song. Misfit so, songs should never go over two thirty. Never, never. Also, uh, on the way here to record this today, I said, you know what? I'm going to give it a once over. Yeah. Just, just to talk about it. I got through two of the four songs. The thing is four, uh, 12 minutes long. Yeah, yeah. I could make it through six of the 12 minutes and I was like, <laughs> I'm done. I'm done here. So there's not really, there's not much to, to hear there. So, I, okay. Let's, uh, let's general let's backstory start in the beginning. Well, yeah. How did they form? I know it's Danzig and Jerry only it's their, it's mostly Danzig. Well, uh, but it's actually mostly Jerry only. I'm wrong. Shut me up. I should leave now. I'm sorry. So uh, somehow he got into the punk community when bands would tour. They come to the New York, New Jersey area. They'd spend the night at Jerry only's place. <laughs> All right. Was so it, like he, he was the one bed and breakfast. Yes. Yes. So like Black Flag, uh, any other uh, band from the West Coast or mid Midwest, they they'd stay at Jerry Only's, and they actually knew Sid Vicious, and they're supposed to be Sid Vicious's backing band. Interesting, yeah. You know, he was talentless too. 
Yes, very. Yeah. And he possibly murdered somebody. So, uh, yeah, so, so fuck that guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, only after Sid Vicious said OD'd did they seek out a one Mr. Glenn Danzig. The smallest man alive. Yes. The smallest angry. Right. The dude is in a constant state of either punching someone or being punched by someone. I don't know. Ever since he's been born, I'm going to go ahead and assume. Yes. I don't know if you were old enough to remember like when the X-Men movie was like just oh, Dude, over. I saw that in theaters like four times. Dude, when it was like just rumblings of it, uh -huh. like, oh shit, is this, is this going to happen? And like internet movie news wasn't as prevalent. We didn't get the Kevin Feige. There were heavy, heavy rumors oh, that yeah. dancing was going to be Wolverine. I, what I read was that he, he he just didn't because of scheduling conflicts or something. <laughs> oh, bullshit. He, I, he I don't fucking got the fucking job. Dude, he, <laughs> yeah, he's the same height. He's as mad as Wolverine, sure. But also, I don't think he would be a good actor. No. Just a hunch. Just, just a, hunch. a hunch. Just a hunch. Also, the most standoffish guy in music history, possibly. Has he ever cosplayed as Wolverine? I don't know. That's weird. Because I know for, he's, a, he's a total fucking nerd and he writes comics and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and also, he's also a huge perv. Also, there's an amazing comic called Henry Loves Dancing that I'm sure he loves. Oh. I love it. If you haven't heard of uh, the Henry Loves Dancing comic, uh, please do that. It's quite it's, insulting to dancing. And it's very funny. Yes. There's a quote on the back by Henry Rollins that asks if Glenn has seen the comic and if he hasn't to never show it to him. <laughs> yeah. Dude has no sense of humor. Uh, as far as I know, I never fucking met the guy. Actually, the closest, uh, you know, person to person story Did I have. Did you watch him throw his bricks away? It, no. There, there's a lot of funny urban legends about Danzig on the internet, but there was a girl that was like a friend of a friend that I, I met once. Friend of a friend of a brother of a friend of a friend, someone who I never saw again when I was younger, when I was like obsessed with Danzig, you know, 12 years old, middle school. And she loved him too. And she was older. And so she seemed like this really cool person. She's like, oh, yeah, I met him. Like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I was 14. And uh, oh. uh, I, I had him sign my Misfits poster. And he drew a, a pentagram over Jerry's, Jerry Only's face. And then, uh, uh, then he asked me for my number. And <laughs> did he know you were 14? I don't think it matters. But let's uh, not incriminate the man any further. Uh, yeah. And then uh, going back to their history. Um, Danzig actually says there's a place in Max's Kansas City. That's where they like really developed like their sound and mm -hmm. and their voice. He he's like C CBGBs wasn't shit. We were playing like 3 a.m. to nobody. Yeah, Doyle talks fondly of CBGB. Well, Doyle came in way later. Or not Doyle. Sorry, uh, Jerry. Jerry. Only. Jerry. So Jerry, Jerry talks fondly okay. of CBGBs. Jerry only his name. What really? Jerry Kaifa Kaifa. It's but, some Italian name. But someone butchered it. And uh, then, so he was like, this Jerry. Jerry uh, only? That, that's yeah. why he got the name? Yeah, yeah. So, okay, okay, this is completely news to me. Someone butchered his last name, and he's like, fuck it, Jerry only. Yes, only Jerry. Only Jerry. That's that's genius. Yeah. I have so much respect for the guy just because of that now. It, it might be <laughs> the most clever thing he's ever done. Absolutely. Uh, bass player is a, the sole consistent member of the Misfits from the in inception to the now who knows what they're gonna do in the future hopefully but. die so uh <laughs> let's move on let's start i guess this is uh recorded in 1978 see, saw the light of day in its entirety in 1996 uh now it's everywhere you can find it anywhere this is static age
okay, so I, like I just mentioned several times, I'm a long time Misfits fan, and I I went to this and was very surprised to learn about myself. This is my personal favorite. I have this as best album. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. High five. High five. High five. This is this is, this is fucking groundbreaking. We should have done that in front of a mic. <laughs> I know. Okay. Uh, first of all, I do enjoy how out of tune everything is in the entire album. It sounds like shit. It's well, like- it's it's so awful. Like, um, so it's funny. Like, dancing owned the name. Uh, blank records but mercury records didn't know that and they tried to start like a sub label mm-hmm. called uh blank records and then so in exchange for not suing they're like we'll give you like 30 hours of studio oh, time shit. and that's how they recorded these songs okay so what wait, why wasn't it released um they there was just no label for it. they gave them really? studio time they oh, didn't give them an album deal really that's studio time so they just it, couldn't get it they couldn't get it produced something like that they couldn't find someone to release it and then so they would just do the eps and singles when they went on tour the, mm-hmm. the i think their first official release is a cough cool single yeah cough cool yeah yeah so <laughs> that's kind of how this became a mess it was just nobody mm-hmm. really cared there was no interest yeah. in them. Uh, a lot of these songs got released on singles and EPs over the years, but this w- as an entire as it's, it's a, as its own full ass complete entity, thirty five minutes, seventeen songs. It's fucking incredible. And this was never my favorite growing up. Like I always liked a lot of the songs on it, but it was always very silly, campy. Uh, Return of Life. <laughs> it's like silly ass. He's literally saying Vincent Price's name in the song. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think for me, I've never like listened to them in an album capacity because of how messy they are. Of this kind of like, you know, you throw on like the collection or, or whatever, yeah. or like I had the, the coffin box set. Right. Yeah. That was like the only misfits thing I ever bought. And so always listening to them like this hodgepodge collections yeah, of never as a full album that's constructed to be heard in this order. Yes. And then I was like, shit, we got last caress hybrid moments. Dude, every song. I mean, the only songs I don't really care for are theme for a jackal. Oh, spinal reigns. I uh, love the wacky keyboard. Uh, outro. Uh, I love the wacky keyboard outro on uh, theme for a jackal. Uh, spinal remains kind of bores me. Uh, attitude. I have a funny story about attitude, which I never care for the song as a song, but, uh, I was, I, I want to say eight or nine. I can't, I don't remember which. It might've been nine. I bought collection two. I'm telling the story now because collection two has its own thing. I bought collection two with my mom. All right. Per my, my brother, Robert, who was on the Captain Beefheart episode. You should definitely listen to that one. He said, ask for a Misfits album with the Crimson Ghost on the cover. And I, I had to like literally uh, pantomime what the cover looked like to the cashier. And yeah. the guy was like, I got you, man. <laughs> he gave me the right album. I put it on in the car. First song, you know, whatever. Attitude comes on immediately after. And when you're listening to Attitude in the in the car with your mom when you're nine years old, and it says, you got some fucking attitude. Yeah. Inside your feeble brain, there's probably a whore. If you don't shut your mouth, you're going to feel the floor. It was, a, it was a nightmare. My mom was yelling at me the entire time. God damn. It was, but that song is on this album. Whenever... Uh, Whenever I'm watching like a movie or a TV show and someone says the phrase, you got some attitude, I, dancing's voice is you um, got the fucking attitude. immediately in my yeah. head. If someone, it, even if someone says a phrase remotely yeah. close to it, yeah. 
Oh, it's embedded. But to to go back a little bit, Danzig's voice, uh, it's had he's one of my favorite singers, like I said, but he's had quite the 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 arc or the 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 fucking story to his voice. It had so many different styles over the years. Now he just sort of like, he's like, like settled on Elvis kind yeah, of. He sounds like absolute fucking ass now. But back in these days, it was very it was very high, um, little raspy. Uh, you could hear some of the Elvis influence because he was heavily influenced by Elvis, but he shapes all of his words to fit these vowel sounds. So he's got one of the worst cases of mush mouthism in music history, I think. <laughs> but I, I love how he does this because, uh, like I've said countless times in the past in this podcast, I don't give a fuck about lyrics. He doesn't give a fuck about words. No. Not even lyrics. Like, he he's using his voice solely as an instrument. It doesn't fucking matter what his stupid-ass lyrics are, which is good because they've always been bad. But S- Speaking of uh, side uh, stupid lyrics, uh-huh. I feel like that. I'll let you go back. Okay, go but ahead. But I feel like that's a good segue. I just want to read the lyrics from Bullet on air because oh, they're so fucking stupid. <laughs> My cum will be your life source. The only way to get it is to suck or fuck or be poor and devoid. Then masturbate me, masturbate me, then slurp it from your palms. (laughs) Bullet, bullet's one of the stupidest fucking lyrics. That is horrid. Yeah, I just wanted to read the bullet. That's pretty bad. Because they always make me laugh. And this is the best part about that. About his garbage ass fucking lyrics, because it's I've listened to that song my entire <laughs> life. I didn't fucking know a lot of that. Like I obviously you can hear masturbate me pretty yeah, clearly, yeah. but everything else he mumbles and mushes all the words. You have no fucking idea what he's saying. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's like about the Kennedy assassination, and then going back into like his anti woman thing. He he's so- such an anti womanist. <laughs> I mean, anti feminist with womanist. Fuck! <laughs> I just created that term. Sexist. I Sexist. Think. That's, that's the, the one. Th- yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Anti-womanist, I'm going to coin that. <laughs> I fucking random story about that. I didn't realize how stupid the lyrics were until I went to a Morris Volta show and they had like a little improv thing and then they would do like part of Bullet. And then I, for some reason, not like Cedric has the most clear voice. Like I was like, is this? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I fucking I, hate that guy. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I love him. If you, uh, uh, we have all, we're gonna, we'll do a Mars Volta and we'll fight the entire time. The entire I, I'm time. excited for that one. But um, yeah, it wasn't until I was watching that Mars Volta show, I'm like, what the fuck are you singing about? And then like I realized it was Bullet and uh, okay. put the two to get, it, it was wild. Interesting. That's a funny song. I like the song. I mean, obviously the lyrics are fucking stupid, but it's a, it's a, it's a cool song. Um, but his, his voice. It's heavily influenced by Elvis, heavily influenced by Jim Morrison. He's it's like a beautiful melding of both of those voices. And in this really early stage where he was still very energetic and he yelled, uh, it's specific on this album where uh, later on in Misfits albums he would he would get more shouty, he would yell more. This is a lot of vibrato, a lot of these are simple ass kind of boring songs with incredible vocal hooks. The yes, whole thing is just is, vocal hook after vocal hook. It's just, he's shining on this entire album. Yes. For everybody being in like their first band ever, it's, uh, it's impressive. Yeah. It's this early on to be that clever with these vocal lines. It's kind of, it's really impressive. It's they're really inventive and they complement these really simple. They're catchy riffs, but they're not 
It's just bubblegum. It's all bubblegum. The entire fucking album. Yeah, well, I think like dancing is like credited as the main songwriter and they've said like, oh, like Jerry only contributed maybe like 25%. That's pretty much what I've ever heard growing like up he as well. Would, he would do the riffs and stuff on his keyboards. And- yeah. Because, uh, yeah, Danzig, he's an awful guitar player. Uh, also, I think they have to say that for legal reasons. Probably. Yeah. Uh, well, Danzig is also like a, a pianist. Uh, I don't know how good he is, but he's played a lot of piano on a lot of his stuff. Uh, I always thought about like how uh, this is veering into Danzig, the solo band a little bit. But I always wondered, because you hear these songs and you hear John Christ, the guitar player, doing these fucking crazy ass little cool riffs. I thought... There's no way in fucking hell Danzig wrote that, but he gets credited for everything. So I'm pretty sure he Whoa. just he's just taking credit for a lot of shit. Who knows what? But the vocal lines, I'm not going to take that from him at all. <laughs> These are incredible vocal lines. These are obviously his. Yes. Um, Come Back, I think, is their most underrated song uh, of all time. Really? I mean, of all Misfits time. Well, he likes singing about Come. <laughs> okay, let me... <laughs> I, I still shockingly want to defend the song. It's first of all, it's long as shit. Five minutes. It's five minutes, and five minutes for a punk song during this era is completely unheard of. Unheard, yep. Uh, it's it's got a bunch of different personalities, each one more beautiful than the last. It's where punk is typically characterized by its uh, kind of to the pointness. This song is patient and mature, and it, I, I can I'd say this is like the last time, the first and last time we hear this from the the Misfits. Period. I will, I will say uh, punk was also, and I guess still is very political, misfits. Not even remote. I mean, unless you count uh, hating women as a political stance. You don't give a fuck as long as women don't get any rights. Yeah, as, uh, yeah, unless you count a song about Robert Kennedy dying. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that's another interesting aspect that I don't think people think about them is like, you know, you got your clashes. Uh, even even the Ramones would dabble a little bit. Like, uh, well, I feel like the KKK took my baby away shouldn't be a political song, but it totally oh. fucking is. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's like a unique aspect of them where they're this like we're we're gimmicky. They're they're extremely gimmicky, very silly and campy. Uh, and I not to keep go- harboring on Danzig's vocals too much, but. There weren't too many good singers in the punk in this early punk era, like you know, seventy-seven to eighty. No, they, they, they were mostly they, yellers, or you get you know the Johnny Rottens doing fucking weird ah, kind of, or the, even the Biafras doing the ah, or oh, <laughs> they're Biafra. all doing some form of that. that Biafras a whole another. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's not talking. I fucking want to talk about Jello Biafra all the time. Uh, <laughs> But he's dancing is clearly uh, a trained vocalist. You could hear it. He's got chops. He's got a very interesting voice as well as being a capable singer. Uh, and this is this is this is an album of thirty five minutes of him just doing good, doing good, <laughs> doing good. A plus. A plus is my personal favorite. Don't think it's the best, but this is your best. I think yeah, this is the most consistent songs like that I would throw on on this mm. album. Yeah, fair enough. So let's move on to 1982. Uh, There's a lot of stuff in between. We'll explain more, but this is Walk Among Us. Yeah! 
Okay. So that's a wonderful representation of the misfits that I think everybody knows. Yes. Or the, I, the dancing misfits that everybody yes, knows. Yes, I think uh, most people would consider that their best album. Um, it's technically their first album or it was their first release album, but it's technically the third album they recorded. Um, the other, the second one being this, I think it was going to be called 12 hits from hell. Oh, 12 hits. Yeah. 12 hits from hell. Uh, like it didn't get shortened to like three hits from hell. Something <gasps> like every misfit album, it got fucking condensed in an EP and singles. So this is like their third album technically, but, um, how many lineup changes have so gone many. on? So I, I know that's so like a many. whole Pandora's box. I don't even know. Uh, I would say the important members are probably Danzing, Jerry Only, Doyle, and uh, Bobby Steele. Bobby Steele, yeah. Uh, which sounds like a Wu-Tang, a.k.a. <laughs> Bobby Steele uh, went on to form the Undead, which was a pretty good band that did not get their due or didn't I, get a lot I of... Never, I never listened to them, but you're saying they're good? They're, they're well... They they went through a lot of shit. They got it's there's a whole backstory about why they didn't make it. But Bobby Steele did a lot of the singles, a lot of the EPs. Uh Doyle came in after him or something like that. Doyle is Jerry Only's little brother, who was a massive human being. He's a, gi- still he's a giant is. monster. Still is gigantic, jacked to fucking high hell. Fucking sh- shredded so much. These at one point. Uh, I'm jumping the gun a little bit, but the misfits were on WCW. Yeah, it's right. <laughs> but um, yeah, huge human being of a person. And yeah. he was like a baby. Like, I th- think he was. The, I think he was 16 when he when he joined. Yeah, he was like the roadie and stuff. And he would do the guitar parts. And uh, Bob, was it Bobby or someone didn't show up to practice and Doyle was there. So they were this like, mm. have you seen like his fucking like homemade guitar yeah they're they're first of all they're tiny on him which i'm pretty sure would be regular size to a regular human being that's but. that's true because the interview i saw the guy he's like can i hold it and he's like yeah and he's like holy shit this thing weighs a ton really yeah oh fuck it's half his workout is just stomping around in that fucking uh i, I also lost some respect for him because he has a uh, line six pedal i'm like come on dude listen man he his name is doyle <laughs> doyle von frankenstein his really, isn't his real name paul 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 Kaif, whatever the fuck paul only <laughs> it should be paul only <laughs> doyle only uh so yeah the, from the recording of static age to the release of walk among us so many fucking lineup changes so many different iterations the whole time jerry only danzig uh that's all i can say and the reason this is a completely different band is probably because of all those changes. I would say probably, maybe. Well, they're fast now. They're fast now. They're they're more pop punky, less silly. Um, it's bubblegum. It's one of the best incarnations of punk music because yeah, it's it was short. replicated to yeah yeah. It's short. It's fast. It's catchy. Everyone wanted to sound like this. Every to this day, people still try to mimic this album uh yeah i'd say it's 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 a blueprint a lot of bands have followed and failed at because this is where they started going crazy with the whoa bad bad religion thanks them uh, (laughs) woes are fine they're very sing-alongable satisfying but 
it was also because the rest of the songs were good and the 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 regular vocal hooks were also good and because Danzig was a really fucking good singer with a strange and unique voice. It's not because doing woes all over the place is a musically brilliant idea. No, they've they've figured out a way to like condense songs into their most efficient or you know maybe you think they're bad musicians, maybe a little a, a little from column B. They're yeah they're definitely not virtuosos. No, no, especially not Doyle. But, no. Uh, I've uh, heard so many stories about how his hands are just too big to play the songs. Oh, <laughs> it's not the best footage, but uh, if you look up Dancing at the Golden Gods, uh, Doyle is on there doing Misfits songs. And at the end, I don't I don't know what the fuck he does to his guitar, but it's just fucking broken <laughs> at the end. And his hands all bloody. It's not like the best. Like you can look up interviews of him talking about it. But oh man, like he's just a Neanderthal. Yeah, and I mean that in the best way possible because I don't want to get beat up. Also, yeah, I also he was a nice fella. Yeah, probably. Hopefully, I don't fucking know. Actually, I just I just heard that it's real hard. Uh, when we get into dramas and beefs, yeah, over who hates who, it's a revolving door Mm -hmm. of. Well, uh, like Glenn and Jerry hate each other, but like Doyle's cool with both of them or like they both hate Jerry uh-huh. or like Danzig hates both. Of them. It's yeah. so confusing. I, I blame it on their Italianness. I'm I, kidding. I have no idea. That means nothing. <laughs> yeah. They're these guys who watch Leno. Right? Uh, uh, so there's like i said there's a lot of yelling dancing is more way more yell yell heavy woe heavy yell heavy woe heavy uh it sounds great honestly but i do love his more subdued clean vocals uh like 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 you heard on static age is that is he's that, got a beautiful voice and he's just sort of yelling now he's just follow, he's just going full punk here is that weird my favorite song on the album is the like let it, mommy can i go out and kill tonight is the opposite of everything we've been talking about. Yeah. The, Mommy, can I go out and kill tonight? First of all, it's a live truck thrown on for <laughs> seemingly no fucking reason. I'm assuming it was live due to budgetary. It usually I, is. Yeah. 100% of why the Misfits sound the way they do is budgetary reasons. Yeah. Which is, it's nice uh, retrospectively. Like it's always oh, an authentic kind of fucking raw, but it sounds like ass. And that song is also on the following album. So, all right. No, no, no planning like, ahead there. Like we said, it's messy. It's real yeah. messy. And but, I, I oh. think I also there's a hundred different versions of songs. Uh, I don't know if it's this one where you can hear him playing London Dungeon. At yeah. The end. Yeah. London Dungeon at the end of. Uh, yeah. Mama, can I go out and kill tonight? Yeah. Right. So it's, Which uh, is another one of those classic Misfit songs that's only on one of the collections. Uh, <clears throat> with every Misfit release, Misfits release, you're, you're inevitably going to get. A handful of your favorite songs just because there's there's so fucking many there there's not that many like they could probably i don't know if they do it i should look up a set list like now they could probably just play every dancing song yeah in, in one go yeah absolutely and it would be a wonderful show like on this album alone uh like t- the songs that speak to my soul nike go go i turn to martian devil's whorehouse skulls not a living dead. They're fun. They're so fucking fun. And it's just satisfying. Those powerful ass woes, even though it spawned a bunch of shit that I fucking hate. It's it's undeniably goddamn catchy. I just want to hear it all the time. You know, it's funny. So there's like different versions of this album cover. I like the purple and uh, mm-hmm. and green or the pink 
and red, but like dancing is like, oh, it's supposed to be like red and black. Red, black, yeah. Like my soul. And the record, dude, no one gives I'm a like, shit. dude, like the record label screwing up the printing was like a gift. And I didn't know that was a, that the purple or the pink was due to a yeah, screw up. It was due to a screw up. I'm like, it dude, good. that's a blessing in disguise. Yeah. I think it looks fucking rad. I think so, it looks great. So step away from the black and red sometimes. That's all I'm saying. But also all the covers are fairly stupid, except <laughs> anything that was done by, by Pusshead. Pusshead is fucking amazing. Oh yeah. He's got that brilliant ass, uh, Skull style, where he There's draws no other way to call it. He just draws skulls. Uh, did also, he, did he do the Saint Anger album? He cover? did Saint ah. Anger by Metallica. All right, listen, he didn't play on the album. All right, give him some credit. Uh, uh, also, Pusshead was a short for a short stint. He was a punk singer in the band Septic Death. That didn't I know that that I actually enjoyed. Um, weird band. He has a horrible voice. He has a horrible voice. Uh, I used to wear patches of them when I was a little punk kid with the patches everywhere. I got stopped by by a teacher once, and he's like, "Huh, such death, huh?" I was like, "How the fuck do you know that?" Uh, oh, dude, uh, little little detour. I would fucking rock the AWK first album cover shirt. AWK, Andrew WK, oh. with a bloody nose. I uh-huh. would. I fucking wore that like every day until I got in trouble. Oh, I got in trouble, dude. I uh. I wore so many stupid fucking inappropriate shirts because what? I wanted to be cool and like, oh, I'm going to get in trouble because I'm so edgy. I, I wore the black flag police story. Well, oh, nice. It says it literally says make me come faggot. And there's a, gun, <laughs> there's a gun in a cop's mouth. And when I bought it, I knew what I was doing. I was a little fucking shithead. And sure enough, like the first day I wore it, the first day, uh, I think it was, it was uh, like a theater class. I don't know why I was in a theater class. They saw my talent. Uh, it was the, the teacher was this old woman old white woman and she's like she she pulls me aside and she's looking at me and she looks at my shirt and then she says when you put on that shirt did you know it would be <laughs> offensive and i think i said no i think I, I probably said yeah to be honest and then i was kicked out and then they took the shirt from me and i had to wear like a some i don't know whatever fuck school is what i'm saying you should drop out anyway. yeah and just so our, our viewers know we are both currently wearing stupid shirts <laughs> right now. Alex, I'll describe yours. You describe mine. Alex is wearing uh, a tea party shirt. Uh, hold your horses. It is a tea party with the best tea. You know, you got the iced tea, Mr. T. What is it? Tea pain. And what's that last Push one? Push a tea. Push a tea. Uh, that, that's what he's wearing. And Mike is wearing a shirt that this says bikes <laughs> from Tom Segura <laughs> with an exclamation point and little bikes on the... B- so... Bikes! So our... <laughs> Our love of stupid shirts <laughs> has matured, yet... Like a fine tea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Into more dad humor. It, yeah, to be honest. <laughs> Shout to DJ Dadmouth. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so what, what was I going to fucking say? Uh, what, 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 I feel like I had something. about Walk Among Us? Yeah, Walk Among Us. I don't know. I see how... I definitely see how this is... Uh, how this could be everyone's favorite Mr. Selma. It's not mine. It's it's too woe for my taste. It's too, too many woes. Too many woes. It sticks to the same kind of pop punk personality the whole time, with only like a few exceptions where uh, Static Age had these moments where it slowed it the fuck down with come, uh, come Back. And then it had that weird Return of the Fly where it's like all spooky sounding. And then it had also the. Thief like, from a Jackal. Thief from a Jackal. <laughs> or, or In the Doorway, which is super underrated as well. Yeah, yeah. That, I don't want to jump back to that album too much, but this one has the one mode. Yes. The one pop punk satisfying uh, anthemic kind of. But it's very. Sh- I think another reason it's it's good is because it's very short. 
It, yeah, 25 minutes tops, maybe 20 minutes. These are hardly albums we're no, talking no, about today. Absolutely, They're yeah. more like EPs. Dude, I these there's no excuse not to give the Misfits a shot. Like aside from the fact that maybe you don't want to have anything in common with someone who shops at Hot Topic. I understand that. <laughs> I, believe me, I guess. I used to feel that way until they started selling wrestling t-shirts. Then I had to reevaluate my <laughs> my Hot Topic my, hatred. My first ever uh, band t-shirt was a Misfits Legacy Brutality that I bought at is. Hot Topic. And you know what? I'm not ashamed. You know what? No. We needed our we needed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I needed that in order to evolve to get my bike's shirt that I'm wearing right now. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, uh yeah. Good album. Definitely listen to it. Not my favorite, but would probably be your favorite, honestly. Not you, Alex, but the, the listener. The, most people yeah. in general. So let's move on to 1983. This is okay. Earth AD. Uh, slash Wolf's Blood or the ki- the the version you're the all gonna m- find modern version. the modern version the version you're all gonna find on streaming Earth AD slash Die Die My Darling. <laughs> So, Band Aid, best album. Per- oh, we we're also Shut- personal- your personal favorite. High five again! Fuck! Uh, I, I think believe- we might have got that one on mic. Yeah, uh, dude. <laughs> I can't. Who would have thought the Misfits would bring us together after <laughs> ten fucking episodes of just fuck you and your opinions? That's that's pretty I, much. Right. And honestly, I don't even feel that strongly about them anymore. Yeah, like I hadn't listened to them in a long time, mm-hmm. and it was this. I don't. I feel like I've kind of outgrew them, but you know, I can. Like. I- I, this was always my favorite back in my because I was super into hardcore punk, especially in high school. I, I I was so obsessed with hardcore punk that I said, "Fuck you, America! I'm going to Finland for my punk." <laughs> and I got super obsessed with Finnish hardcore and Swedish hardcore, and uh, th- so this is misfit. Now the misfits are hardcore; they're no longer pop punk. There's no more woes aside, like aside from here and there, kind of. This uh, is yeah. This is the most hardcore. This is the most metal. It features. Two songs that were originally meant to be for Samhain, but then Samhain, Samhain, yeah. You know, Samhain's the proper pronunciation, but everyone, you, you read it as Samhain. Yeah, yeah. I'm, a, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be a, a prick about how to say it today. This is not in that mood. But uh, <laughs> yeah, to me, this like, here's a little secret. Uh, if if uh, we're doing a discography, you just go and you find which album is the most metal or the most psychedelic or a combination of both. That's going to be my. Okay, fair That's enough. That's gonna be my favorite. I still remember the first day I heard this. The, really? the day it, I was um probably probably eight, I wanna say, maybe around around eight. And uh I was I never went to school because I was a horrible child. And I was also I also had like a fucking uh, chronic migraines. Alex gets chronic migraines too. A little little personal information about us right there. Oh yeah, maybe maybe our our hatred of school this comes from not being able to not going to or like constantly having to fuck with our, our sleep schedules. Yes. That's, uh, anyway, 
I was home from school one day and I was also a little personal information. I didn't have a room or a bed until I was 11. So I was on the couch uh, and uh, it's kind of sad actually when I talk about it. Uh, <laughs> I, I was on the couch and part 10 a.m. I was awoken by Robert, my brother, who was who guest on the Captain Beaverhead episode. Once again, another plug for the Captain Beaverhead episode. He wakes me up. He's right in my face, okay? I'm just waking up, and he's in my face, and he said, I got something to say. Duh. I got a new Misfit CD today. <laughs> and I was like, what? A new Misfit CD? What? A Misfit CD I haven't heard because I'm eight, and I don't know what the fuck is happening in the world. Yeah. And it was this one. It was Earth AD, and he put on the song y'all just heard and blew my fucking mind because I was not expecting to hear that intensity from the Misfits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wonderful. It was wonderful, and I, I I changed my life. I don't have any cool stories like that as a, as a Ute. As a Ute. Uh, and the, of course, of course, the last album to feature dancing on it has Wolf in the title. Of course it fucking does. He's obsessed with Wolves and bullshit. But uh, the vocal lines are, uh, and this album is like the first real step toward dancing, just yelling and not really doing the really the creative vocal hooks like we heard in previous Misfits outings. Uh, they're still cool. They're still good hooks, but they're taking a backseat. What really shines on this record for me are the riffs. They're way more creative, way more interesting, way more... Uh, you can't just find some kid who likes punk to write these. It, it, it takes some talent. Like, these are interesting riffs like Devil Ock, Green Hell, Death Comes Ripping, Hellhound especially... It put actually put on Hellhound because <clears throat> I remember not caring for this song as a kid, but as as a as a matured fine <laughs> like a fine wine adult, this main riff is so damn interesting, especially for a punk song. Uh, also, the addition of the "Die Die Die My Darling." Oh, "Die Die My Darling." Uh, this makes I, the album even better. Uh, okay, here we go. Hellhound. <laughs> Cool riff. The vocals aren't doing much, but yeah, that's a great riff. Uh, <clears throat> really, really love that. These are wonderful. <clears throat> Damn, I'm all flimmy. <clears throat> Again, while Mike's is clearing his phlegm, <laughs> barely an album. Bare- Tw- Twenty-one minutes. In the original release, when it was Earth AD Wolf's Blood, was fifteen minutes. Oh yeah, yeah. But- How- that's not a fucking album, <laughs> assholes. That's a goddamn EP. Yeah. Are you going by quantity? Because there's all kinds of, uh, uh, I think what qualifies as an EP or an extended play, um, I believe it has to be, it's 20 minutes or shorter. Like the, defi- the definition. <laughs> you just go the minute, the minute over to qualify. Dude, it's, I think by definition, I'm, you know, what? I'm going to Google that as we speak, but I'm pretty sure, um, pretty sure that's the thing. It doesn't matter. This is fucking wonderful. Um, the, on the, on the CD version or the, the, the current version, they add Hellhound, uh, Die, Die, My Darling, and We Bite. I think, yeah, is, that, yeah. is, that, is those the only three? Yeah, I think so. And I will say, because Metallica was my introduction to uh, the Misfits, having like Die, 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 My Darling and mm-hmm. Green, Green Hell on here is, uh, is dope. Definitely is. Uh, let's see. Let's. I'm, I'm on Wikipedia looking at the definition uh how long quick quick little story Uh so their last show with dancing was like a halloween show i don't know the name of the drummer but he got too intoxicated and doyle quote unquote escorted him so he beat his brains (laughs) yes (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, by the way, an extended play, according to Google, it's 30 minutes or less. So oh, they're way under. Way under. Way under. This being real willy-nilly with the album EP label. But the thing is, in, in the hardcore days, that's... Oh, for like, a punk band. Yeah. For, that's a double album. <laughs> especially, especially hardcore punk, because... An EP in those days was an album. It was as yeah. big as an album. They, it's funny how we've kind of looped around in the music industry. It's because uh, back in those days, <clears throat> for punk bands, when they had no money, no backing, uh, their record was to promote their tour. Yes. Which was the complete opposite of established financially secure music bands, which was uh, the tour promoted the record. Nowadays, now that we have... Uh, abundance of stealing all the music we possibly can. It's it's back to the record promoting the tour. They yep. make all their money on tour, so it's an interesting kind of uh, and less, circle that we made. Again, we're less focused on the album these days too. Yep, you can this uh, lots of like uh, Chance the Rapper. I don't think he put out like an official album <laughs> for a long, long time. But one of the, I mean, there's there's so many. Every song in this album is is fantastic, but it, it does have a lot of moods like you get the really ugliness of the the title track or blood feast or demonomania which is fucking vulgar <laughs> yeah. i i always was, was afraid to put that song in for my mom because she's you know heavily christian well, well after attitude <laughs> after attitude, dude i had to hide my love for danzig for my mom for so many years and like she knew but she didn't realize how fucking yeah, <laughs> horrible she didn't know what was brewing it was so bad man but then you get this this it's them nailing hardcore with Devil Lock and, and Mommy Kenna Gordon Killed Night, Wolf's Blood, We Bite. It's them doing what all the other hardcore bands do, hardcore bands were doing at the time, but just better. <laughs> they were just all, they were so seasoned, they had so much time at this point. Uh, they were not kids uh, starting a band. They were adults who had been in a band who were just perfecting this already established style. Yeah, except for Doyle. Doyle's probably a kid. He's got, he's got, he's got. <laughs> no. But, but dancing is yeah. a musician. Yes, you can tell he is evolving. Definitely. These are very interesting structures. They're they're short-ass songs, you know, a minute long, but they have interesting flows and structures. It's fast and angry, and it's not really sing-alongable, but it is fantastic. Another thing I, I want to note is that immediately after this album, Danzig went on to form Samhain, or Samhain, whichever way you want to pronounce it. And then Danzig, the solo band after that. And which were thematically way, way more satanic and quote-unquote evil. But honestly, objectively, this album is the most aggressive, threatening, and evil he's ever been in his entire career. See, I, I'm not that familiar with the other things he's done. I promise you, they're no, all no, no. stupid. No, I take your word for it. <laughs> I've just... He's this really off-putting to me, mm -hmm. so... I'm sure I listen to more horrible musicians, so I might, uh, you know, might, might dip my toes in that extended dancing universe. It's good. There's a lot of good stuff. Uh, I dig Samhain a lot. Actually, I think we should do this like a, if we keep this podcast up for fucking years, every, I think every Halloween every should be Halloween. a new dancing one. Yeah, I'm down for that. But uh, this is, this album, in, in terms of all the evil stuff, it's way less uh, based around horror movie titles kind of thing, like pretty much what they were known for. And it comes across very authentically. Yes. The, the, he, it sounds like he's really starting to hate humanity. Yes, it is. It's the angriest. <laughs> yeah, by far. Wonderful album. I think it's their best. And now let's do a... What are we at? We're already at almost an hour. We haven't got to New Misfits. Oh, shit. Um, so let's run through Legacy Brutality. 
collection one and collection two is kind of one thing. Okay. There's down a, with there's that. so many, so many. I don't know which song. Let's put on the next one. Yeah, yeah. So, let's do it. Legacy Brutality. This is 1985. So I'm going to throw on at Mike's request, American Nightmare, the most Elvis song ever. Damn right. Until they cover Elvis. Of course. This was like in a jeans commercial, too. I remember. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so Elvis. So Elvis. Okay, okay. That's the reason why I requested that song specifically is because Legacy Brutality is just a shit ton of Static Age songs uh, with re-recorded guitars by Danzig. Yes, this was this was the first time a lot of, uh, or like in an album format, if you didn't have those EPs, that the the public was hearing a lot of the Static Age stuff. Yeah, and yeah, as a as a dick move because they're broken up. He fucking re-recorded everything so none of that other members would get paid on this release. It's a fucking Dick move. Dick move. Totally. Later, later on, it was because there's, I feel like they're forever in court. It was decided that, you know, everyone, it would get split three ways. Danzig, uh, Jerry only, and then the myriad of drummers. So that was all sorted out. But one of these songs, I I don't agree with how he re-recorded it. Which one? He just, he just went overboard. It's too much. So this is. Uh, this is, as we know, he loves horror movies. Okay. So he's done a different take on We Are 138. Oh, uh, this shit. Just totally re-recorded. I don't agree with this version of the song. It, I'm, I'm glad he was stopped and it, it didn't really see the light of day, but I got it for you guys. Okay. Here we go. This version's called These Tapes Are Fucking Late. <laughs> Talking about all the late. He likes movies, but what the fuck? Fucking 
long is this? It's two minutes. That's so long. It's two minutes. All right, Casey, what the fuck? Yeah. I was clearly not dancing. I think it was dancing. That was a masterful recreation <laughs> of the Misfits sound, I think. So, yeah. That was a good impression, though. I, I appreciate the way he got those, like, Misfits, our friend Casey. Uh, Casey Hansen, once again, with striking fear into my heart. Well, I don't know what's going to fucking... When, uh, another I, goddamn I, parody song is going to come up out of nowhere. Yeah, I kind of talk with Casey about these, and then he... I'm I'm the Jerry only to his Danzig. Uh, but yeah, it was this like, well, you know, he really likes movies. He probably has a lot of overdue. Uh, <laughs> overdue tapes. Overdue videos. <laughs> Everything about that was so dated to like, because oh, we don't even do tapes anymore. It's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, he kept it to like the six, 60s and 70s when it would be recorded. And that's great. We had to venture out of horror movies, so you hear like Taxi Driver and the Manchurian Candidate. Man Candidate. <laughs> Anything that rhymes with apes, so that's what we, because it started off as I just thought we are damn dirty apes. That's would, pretty good. Would be funny. And then Casey came up with the video idea. And uh, that's. I don't the, even remember what the fuck album we're talking about. <laughs> we're talking about Legacy of Brutality and Collection 1 and 2. Here's the thing if that song was fucking included on this, it wouldn't surprise me because, dude. The American Nightmare alone, I think it's hilarious and great, but it's literally just an Elvis impression. Yeah, yeah. And that, that song is started off funny to me, and then I realized <laughs> our lyrical content really isn't that far of a stretch. It's not. There's lyric, dude, Misfits lyrics are so fucking silly. Uh, I, uh, so the only other song that's not available anywhere else other, uh, other than, than this uh, compilation is Who Killed Marilyn? So it's American Nightmare and Who Killed Marilyn. That's the only reason to ever check this out. I think Who Killed Marilyn is fucking boring and a shitty version of Children Children in Heat, which we'll hear later on. Uh, but I like American Nightmare. Other than that, I this is my least favorite of the Danzig era. I, I yeah, I don't even I just consider it a compilation album. So I don't yeah. like I don't consider it a full release. Um, although it was probably like masterfully timed that this came out 86 and then coming off like master of puppets right before injustice for all uh metallica put out the uh the garage days revisited ep right. and that's like no one gave a shit like earlier misfits we were no one gave a shit then metallica does these cover songs and people you know, you can see like Cliff Burton wearing the oh, yeah, Misfits yeah. shirts. Um, also, they claim the Misfits were the first, not that I give a shit, uh, the the sweat wristbands. Oh, right. They say they were doing that and Metallica got it off them, but Metallica also popularized that. So, yeah, great timing that this comes out 86. And then I'm sure this was like the first introduction a lot of people had to the Misfits being that it was. Uh, widely available and not uh, obscured over a bunch of EPs. Yeah, yeah. So, so it was important for that. And then the following year, which we're not going to play songs from, unless you want to. You know what? Fuck it. Put on uh, uh What you want to hear? The one that I think is most uh, pertinent. You know what? There's only three. Okay, so the next one is Collection 1. Came out in 1986. It's obviously a collection. 
there are only three songs that aren't available anywhere else, which are Horror Business, London Dungeon, and Ghoul's Night Out. I'm going to let you pick which of those three to put on right now. Surprise me a little bit. You know what I'm going to do. I'm so glad. I can't believe you picked the one I was hoping you'd pick. We're on the same page today. We're on the same page today. Okay, uh, great song. All the all three of those songs. I mean, I don't like. Actually, don't care for Ghost Night Out too much. But London Dungeon Horror Business. I mean, those are great. Is it really a reason to listen to this entire compilation full of songs we've all heard? Well, well, like we said earlier. Uh, again, I think this was probably like a. It's a great jumping off point. Yeah, um, it's. You know, like we said, it's the least messy way to get into the Misfits. It's this nice and clean. Uh, it's a good collection of songs. Yep. I do think uh, opening the album with the song She, which was on Static Age, fantastic choice. It works. Think so? I, I think it works so much better as an opening song. Um, um, yeah. Before like streaming media, although now you could just like throw on like playlist yeah and, and yeah. get your fix that way but yeah if we you know still had to go by albums this yeah this still- was big for 86 when the band was you know broken up for a couple of years uh this was this was <clears throat> a great investment nowadays not so much still solid give it a shot if you're i would say i don't know for all the compilation stuff if you're on a, a fucking misfits bender by all means other than that or, like, just pick out the songs you know or, london dungeon horror business or like i said like the only thing i owned was that coffin right uh box set and i believe that's collection one two i forget what the fourth disc is and then static age so like mm-hmm. so yeah it, you're gonna be re-listening to a lot yeah. of songs yes. yeah all right so the following year not the following year. The fuck am I 1995. That is anything but the following year. It's nine years later. Collection two is released. This is the one that I, I bought when I was a small child. Uh, this one has six previously unavailable songs uh, in terms of, you know, not on uh, full albums. They were only on singles and EPs and all that. <clears throat> uh, of those songs, we got Cough Cool, Children Heat, Rat Fink, Halloween 2, the original Halloween is on Legacy Brutality, but that version fucking blows. Uh, this is a great version of it. Uh, Horror Hotel and Mephisto Waltz. Take your pick. I already know what you're going to pick, but take your pick. <laughs> Are no. you fucking... Okay, I was not expecting that. Like, Tis the season. Tis the season. That's right. It's Halloween. Fuck, duh. All right, so tis the season indeed. That was little neat fun fact, I guess. Uh, that was the first song I ever learned all of the lyrics to when I was a small child. I was obsessed with that song when I was a kid. Man, I was I was fucking around with. Uh, I think we will rock you. And- <laughs> you know what? Scratch that. It was the first song that I learned the lyrics to and uh, how to sing it and play guitar at the same time. Oh, okay. That's okay. that's. Um, yeah, 
I remember because I remember being so excited and, and I'm, I've been clearly I've been playing music for a while. <clears throat> this was a big moment. Like I can yeah, yeah. play and sing at the same time. I love this song. Danzig is the greatest man in the world. He's done no wrong. Yeah. So I was a foolish child. So there's uh, a lot of inactivity or not inactivity, but they're in court for good. Yeah. And I found out fucking Doyle and Jerry are traitors. They started a fucking Christian rock band. Really? Called Christ the Conqueror. Oh, right. I heard about yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Was it spelled like K-R-Y-S-T? Yep. yep. Christ the, stu- the Conqueror. Yep. Interesting. And that's where they got their drummer, Dr. Chud. I Dr. Don't, Chud. Yeah. So uh, that's this. Uh, I mean, they're this in legal battles up until like 90, 95. Yeah. Over things like dancing, re-recording. Yeah. Being a dick overall. Yeah. And... Uh-huh. Yeah, so because uh, well, there's not much to add, there's not much to say about this compilation. In addition to the other, I mean, we've 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 talked, we've talked yeah. about it. I think it's again, it's a good job at that point. I think it's better than Collection One. It has more songs, more classics, horror tale. You know, Cough Cold is their first single ever. These are songs that there's it, more. Uh, there's more Earth AD on there. There, I it has my le- my lesser favorite Earth AD songs than Collection One. Okay, but it's still it has it's it's cool. It's good. Whatever. Let's move on. All right, now we're into. Post Danzig, we already we've we've done an hour and we're barely. <laughs> I'm listen, always amazed. Yeah, I'm always amazed. Listen, after the two hour fucking marathon of the beef heart thing, we're gonna be doing longer episodes. Let's just <laughs> say that if it, if it's necessary, this is a big one, I guess. I thought this was gonna be a shorter episode, but so far, so did I. Uh, so I here we go. 1997, American Psycho. It pains me to press play it. <laughs> Okay, already fucked this, but, but, all right, it's I think the title track is, isn't bad. It's, it's somewhat listenable. I think, yeah, I think the title track is pretty good. I think the new singer, Michael Graves, has a very interesting, cool, weird voice. I don't like him. Okay. I don't care Alrighty. for him. Okay. I do not care for him. So that's funny because that, his voice is the only thing I find interesting about this really? album. I really? think this album is true it, 17 songs of utter trash this is so bad there's a lot of garbage i think the singles are and the opening track are they are what they are yeah i think mars attacks kind of has an interesting guitar mm. part uh but so that's really <laughs> I, I have a, I have a story because i i learned about the misfits uh second half from from my brother and he discovered uh this album when it like when it came out yeah and then he found danzig era afterward so i i got this album first interesting i remember he, uh it was uh first grade it was the, i think it was the last day of first grade like i, I brought this album to school to play in class <laughs> and like i played that song the fucking title was right. my teacher was fucking livid and she immediately turned it off which made me seem very cool but also uh 
so I like this album, but also I was six. Yeah. So that's my excuse. What the, there, that's it. That I have listening to this again. It was very hard to do. I, this is I, I will bad. S- I will say Michael Graves era misfits doesn't get enough credit for inventing uh Venge sevenfold before Venge sevenfold. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> I th- there were times where I'm like, shit, like you guys, I think you have a legitimate gripe with uh, not that they should sue or anything, nothing like that. But uh, it's just funny to me how many people like Avenged Sevenfold, but this doesn't translate. I think he's an awful singer. Uh, I got to disagree. He's got a fucking cool. And he's also we'll hear in the next album. He is not an awful. He can sing. He's got chops. He's a weird voice, but he's got chops. I don't care for him. Uh, He's only 19. He doesn't even really know who the misfits are. So he sure as fuck doesn't know about any of these movies. He's singing. No fucking way. Not that that's a big deal. I just. The dude rubs me the wrong way. Like he considered up until like recently, he considered himself like a conservative punk, whatever the fuck that means. Some kind of oxymoron. Yeah. He now considers himself libertarian. And then I just wrote cool. K E W. Uh Cool. Cool. Michael Graves. We all, we're all waiting for his stance. Uh, They've gone completely overboard with the woes. Almost like a parody. Like, you know what? People know misfits for woes. We're going to bring them the woes. I know. It's all Jerry only knows. Because, uh, yeah, I don't know if they're this, you know, I, I think they're saying, you know, Danzig wrote all the songs for legal reasons. Um, but, you know, if that is the case, then it's like, well, your main creative, it's not there. Yeah. Yeah. Also, also the cover for this album is fucking awful. Why would you yeah. make cover art that says poster inside? Why wouldn't you just put a fucking sticker and let the the cover is I it feel like it's like a like a nod to the old movie posters because it has like this you know like the featured on the album it has a song names on it yeah. actors or yeah it's, yeah it's I get it though. I get it it's not good but this album sounds like what music executives probably think punk sounds like. It's it's all clean, and yeah. clean as a whistle, super polished. The woes are perfect. They're perfect woes. Misfits never had perfect woes because they were all yelling over each other and fighting. It's manufactured. It's bad. Generic as fuck. It, very believable that Danzig wrote all the songs if this is what Jerry's putting out. It's... Uh... It's also funny because they settled that Jerry could use the image for recording and touring and dancing got smartly the publishing rights. Yeah. So it's very, it's very smart. Like, yeah, you can use the logo and shit, but I'm going to rake in. And he did. And he seems to be doing fine. (laughs) Uh, Especially now. Yeah. uh, I, I found nothing about this that I, could enjoy aside from the title track uh but it's not your it is not my worst so it's not my worst and fuck man if one song can save this train well, wreck from being my worst I, get ready for the next few albums well i feel like you didn't you didn't like the riff on uh mars attacks uh I, I'm gonna play some Mars Attacks okay d- I do think that that's one of the few redeeming songs on this album. I, I will say thematically they're grasping at fucking straws like there's a song called crimson ghost oh, and the, walk among us and mars attacks it's a hundred percent gimmick now 
Also, fuck the song Walk Among. It's pretty bad. <laughs> All right, so this is Mars Attacks. I don't know when this, the to- the cool. This, give me some time. Okay. Is that? I do hate this quite a bit. This is a garbage singer. <laughs> no, it's not the singer that I. I hate this riff. <laughs> That's not the. Is it this one? That one. It's more uh, like Iron Maiden. It is. It's more Iron Maiden. Uh, uh, I don't even like Iron Maiden actually, but cut fuck shit. <laughs> Overrated. Uh, <laughs> I I no, I'm not into it. I don't like this fucking album. It's it's like I I knew because look, I we all know that. There's there's some defenders. There's a lot of defenders for new misfits and for Michael Graves era misfits specifically. I feel like, I feel like Michael Graves misfits for the East LA crowd. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe, uh, maybe. But I had I couldn't listen to this as a misfits album. That that would be completely. It's a Muhammad Ali against someone with Down syndrome. That's what it, that's what it is. It's completely one sided. You can't look at them as the same band. I'm looking at them as a separate band, and that band still sucks. As a separate band, they still they still suck. So, but I want to move on from this album. Yeah, please do. <laughs> all right, let's. All right, 1999, famous monsters. It's like key change. All right, all right. <laughs> so, spoiler alert. Not spoiler. I'm just gonna cut you off. Best album of of the new Misfits. Whoa! I I have a lot of I have a lot of nostalgia for this album because I listened to it as a kid and didn't hate it as a kid. Like, uh, and so I went back to it really uh, with a, with many trepidations. If that's even a right way to phrase that. First of all, 45 minutes too fucking long, way too fucking long, and I put it on and I'm hit with this wave. Of nostalgia because I know all the words. Like, fuck, <laughs> why do I know the words? And then I'm mean, listening to it. And I, you know, this is it's probably a lot of the nostalgia, but the vocal lines aren't bad. The riffs are real bad. They're real generic. But I like Michael Gray's voice. I like his voice. And these are interesting vocal lines. He's not just copying Danzig now. He's he's more copying the 50 style more than Danzig. More psycho Billy. Yeah. And I I mean Forbidden Zone, that, that song that we were just hearing, I dig it. Lost in Space, I think it's pretty good. Scream and Saturday Night. Scream, there's two songs, Scream and then Saturday Night. They both scratch all of my cheesiness itches. I'm not ashamed. They're they're stupid. They're they're formulaic. They copy all those doo-wop core progressions that I fucking hate. But I I I'm okay with it. So three, two, one, worst album. <laughs> no, shut the fuck up. No. Worst just- album. <laughs> Worst album. Oh, it's like everything I just said meant nothing. 
I was just waiting for it. Waiting for it. I, I, I oh, okay. Okay. Oh. So Saturday night, this kind of going off what you said. Saturday night, this makes me miss dancing because yeah. you want like the Elvis C. Yeah. Elvis. Yeah, of course. But uh, I fucking really grinded me the wrong way. I feel like I always have an album that's like a breaking point for me when we do this. <laughs> this is the one? This was the one. This is the one where like I had to, I had to step away and I had to take a, a, a little break. Like oh, I couldn't, shit. I couldn't power through. Um, I can't believe it. I, it's the second half is really fucking boring. And I don't I, like, it's just that first half that, that scratches a little, you know, it's stupid and generic, but catchy vocal lines and they're still going overboard with the woes. They still don't really have a unique identity or anything, <clears throat> but I like his voice. It's fucking weird. And he's, he can sing. He's a good singer. Maybe you hate the sound of his sound voice. Like it. I okay. sound like it. Fair enough, buddy. All right. It's like uh fucking uh, Brent Hines from Macedon or uh, Dave Mustaine. They're not bad singers, but you can hate their voice. Um, I will say it was funny when I hit my burnout. It was during a uh, Die Monster Die. Oh, that's a bad song. That's a real bad song. Die Monster Die. It, that that broke me. And then it's real ironic that the song after that is Living Hell, and that made me <laughs> want to destroy something that the song was called. That um opening track, Kong at the Kong gate. at the gates. Yeah, as Vampiro's theme in WCW. Shut the fuck up. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is when they were in WCW. Oh, so you so th funny. you think I would like it? You think? Uh. The song Fiend Club, which once again is grasping at straws for oh, song they, titles. They want like uh that song's very apparent. They just want like a mindless song for people who still go to their shows to shout and well also it's it's just a ripoff of Come As You Are from Nirvana, which was already a ripoff from Killing Jokes eighties. Yes. Uh, oh, I didn't even notice that. If on the unlikely event, I go back and listen to that Don't song. don't know. <laughs> Uh, if you didn't like the Forbidden Zone and Lost in Space, which is like the first two songs, then don't, don't, don't go back. Although it is funny because I had the We Are Damn Dirty Apes yeah. idea. And Forbidden Zone. Before I listened to the song. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that made me, <laughs> that did make me laugh that it, uh, I was yeah. like, I'm not that far off. I'm not that far off. No. Uh, uh, Doyle, if you need lyrics, you know, hit up Casey <laughs> and me. It, so you, it's your worst album. I will not defend the second half, uh, although I do think the song Helena is isn't too bad. It's it's long. It's it's absurdly long. It's oh no, it, it's bafflingly long. Forty five minutes for songs That's that do the same thing. Or, yeah, uh, I there are a lot of defenders for this album. A lot of defenders. I will defend the first half. <laughs> all right. I think Michael Graves is a good singer. I think he's got. It's a very cool, interesting, weird, quirky voice. Alex hates it. I fucking hate it. Uh, real funny year after. It's uh, the year 2000, Orlando, Florida, middle of a gig. Graves and Chud, this quit the band mid-performance. Mid-performance? Why? I have no idea. The, the shit I've read with Michael Graves is so weird. Again, keeping up with a theme of I don't know who hates who in the Misfits. Like he said, like, you know, uh, Jerry can call me anytime. I'd, I'd join back anytime. My issue isn't with Jerry. It's with Doyle uh -huh. and Chud. But after he said that comment, he's done an album with Dr. Chud and he's performed <laughs> with 
Doyle. So it's this like these it's guys. A soap opera. It's, it makes perfect sense that they're no, professional wrestlers. Nonstop shit talking and chains chains of hearts, even with members nobody cares about. Like Dr. Chud? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know who fucking hates who in this fucking band, and it's uh, kind of beautiful. It sucks, too. Let's please move on. Uh, this is a few years later. This is 2003. Project 1950. like jerry's vocals more than michael's you're you're fucking high this dude fucking blows <laughs> fucking talentless <laughs> okay okay all right so first of all worst album by fucking far also i have like a whole page of notes about this album and i decided i i summed it up in one line at the very end i can throw away all my notes for this album nice and just read you the last line this is trash it is trash. Uh, it's a waste. The only reason I didn't give this worst album is because it's short. It's short. Yeah, it is short. What a waste of a lineup. You have Des from Black Flag. Des Kadena, yeah. And Marky Ramon. Oh, that's right. Marky, I forgot. Who I think is a real underrated drummer. And you're going to do 1950s cover songs? Why? Oh, like, like, not only do I hate it, I hate it conceptually. I fucking hate it. It is a garbage. Oh, dude. So, all right, here we go. So I hate rock and roll. I hate blues. I hate reggae. And now I hate doo up and here. oldies. They're, they're all here. They're, dude, it's like I've said countless times in the past, any genre that relies on the genre more than the songwriting, I fucking don't want to listen to it. Doo-wop is the same chord structures. Old, oldies, they all worked around the same progressions. These are all of the, this album is the same four chords. And uh, in Jerry's defense, he's been doing this since 97, relying on genre more than content. So. Absolutely. But this time we've heard these songs and now they're just punkier versions and he can't sing with a fucking damn. He's a whole he's just trying to sound like Danzig. Was, he yeah. ain't no Danzig. No, he's not. Um, also, oh, you want to keep the one for the next album? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Also, the uh, the um, the album cover is so it's so awful and dated like why would you do a 1950s theme and then um you have this album cover that this blatantly looks like edgy like something you'd see on Newgrounds. yeah yeah definitely fuck it's so dated and so bad uh from album cover to I don't know. I think the songs are executed well. It's just like, I don't, I wouldn't listen to it. Disagree entirely. I think nothing about this <laughs> is excusable. And you know what? I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant. All right. Go for it. My stomach sank when I heard the beginning seconds of Monster Mash. Okay. Of course they covered Monster Mash. I will go on record saying that Monster Mash is easily one of the steamiest piles of donkey ass to ever be recorded in the history of sound. I could do an hour on how much I hate the song. It has literally no redeeming qualities for me. Plus, it has the added detriment of being associated with every humiliating Halloween I had in school as a child because it was played every right, year. Every Halloween. Yeah, well, I was mocked for liking Captain Beefheart or whatever fucking countless weird things that made me a misfit. Pardon the pun. 
fuck this song. And their version does nothing except make me remember that I hate this song. Done with my rant. Yeah, I'm not going to defend this album. I just, for what it is, it's... I, I, I for uh, these last three albums. No, 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 no. Last two, yeah. the last two albums. No, no, sorry. We're talking to American Psycho, this album, and the last one I listened to one time because I couldn't even bear the first listen. The first listen, <laughs> I was like checking my my phone after every song, yeah. checking how many songs were left. Is it, it was so hard to get through. I was doing a lot of that. This was one of the look. So uh, last last week we did Captain Beefheart, which was a fucking massive discography marathon. Yeah, two hours. The episode being ended up being two hours long. So we went into this one, like, you know, it's the Misfits short albums. We love most of the Misfits stuff. It'll be a breeze. This was the hardest episode for me. Really? These albums. I was like scratching my head like, fuck, man. And just end already. Just end. Wow. If if I didn't have a series of headaches, this wouldn't have been bad. But I think because. Actual headaches. Not induced by the music. (laughs) Or maybe it was. I don't know. Um. It, this would have been like a normal episode for me. I think I could have got through it all right. But uh, do we started late because the beef heart episode and then the headaches. I was just like, damn. All right. So, you know, next episode, that's uh, that's my real fresh start. Oh, dude, I'm we're not going to tell you what it is, obviously. But next episode is going to be a good one. Uh, so this is my this is my objectively what I think there is short. That's the only redeeming quality. Uh, but song for song. Fucking worse, nothing redeemable. I, I I really, really have a strong, strong, fiery passion of wanting everyone who made this album happen to burn. Oh, not Marky and Dez. Fuck, fuck them both. <laughs> fuck them both for this. Let's move on to the last album. Hopefully, the last album forever. This is 2011, The Devil's Reign. This sounds like Casey doing a dance of parody. <laughs> I mean, okay, okay, we're done. We're done here. Fucking all right. Least I, this is my least favorite. Again, it's been it's been a parody. I I was on the fence whether to give this or Famous Monsters worst album. I probably hate them equally, but you choose. So you, why did you choose famous monsters over this one? Cause that was the one that broke me. Okay. Um, I was really dreading this one seeing it was like 50 minutes. 50 minutes. I think I just peeked in my own ear. 50 minutes, 50 minutes. I was, but surprisingly it wasn't as torturous as I thought I w- it would be. It's still not good. This cause it wasn't torturous for me. I think I just had a break uh-huh. and then it was like, okay, I, I got through it. Um, this was torturous for me. This one, if the last one didn't break me, you know what? I think the last one did break me. And this one was 50 more minutes and just going into it. Like it was, I had to really, it's like, I had to give myself one of those in the mirror pep talks where I had to (laughs) splash water on my face and realize something like mom spaghetti, mom spaghetti. Okay. I had this weird, like, uh, Almost epiphany in my head. It's not even it's not even epiphany, but 
if people actually enjoy these songs, I'm sincerely worried about civilization. Like, <laughs> you, honestly, like real talk, you want to you want to believe the cream always rises to the top. You really do. And I understand that's not always true because there's a lot of good stuff that doesn't get <clears throat> acknowledged and stuff. But even with famous artists like popular today that I personally think are worthless, you got to admit that they offer something. There's there's something about them that speaks to people. Otherwise, they wouldn't be heard or it wouldn't be spread. What the fuck does this album offer people? Honestly, like I, I haven't the slightest idea. And it, it's unexplained, which is coincidentally the name of the absolute worst song on the album. But <laughs> everything about this has been done repeatedly, infinitely better. This is this unlistenable garbage stole 50 minutes of my life. Um, I like on Jack the Ripper when he says, what you going to do? It's real funny. Super <laughs> funny. Where do they go? Where do they go about all the hot girls? This is exceptionally bad exceptionally bad i'm not even gonna like bother um yeah it's the punk rock equivalent of muzak yeah for sure uh I, I think like four songs in it was it was quickly becoming one of those i don't even know what i just listened to it's like that's how uh, that's how forgettable it is but real, then it's real forgettable but then as soon as i think it's like i think it was curse of the money mommy's hand oh, soon, no, fuck that song <laughs> as soon as it came on all of a sudden, I felt myself hating every single song. Like, oh, this is actively infuriating me. Well, that's when it got like bad funny to me after the Mummy song for some reason. Well, wait, is Jerry singing on this? Yeah. That's fucking ass. Dude, he's so bad. It's, it's honestly, it's a parody of Danzig. Um, and then um, we did Body Count, who has a bass player named Juan of the Dead. Now... Well, not now. Now the Dave Lombardo is the drummer, but on this album, um, the drummer's nickname is Chupacabra. So I need Chupacabra and One of the Dead to record an album together. Jesus Christ, this is so stupid. Or what if One? I guess One of the Dead wouldn't end up in the Misfits unless because two bass players. But I, I guess, uh, like the last album. Unsurprisingly, there is not a single thing on here that I, I found myself even remotely enjoying. Like, at least that album, Project 1950, had the novelty of being songs we were all familiar with in some form or another. Like, and this is just garbage minus the nostalgia. And I think if you, you don't hate rock and roll music as much as uh, Mike does, sure do. that the novelty of Jerry, Dez, and Marky is probably enough for... Mm -hmm. a hardcore like punk fan to seek out you're like what a what a fucking letdown of a super group album like i honestly. don't know why they didn't this fucking record like brand new music not under the misfits with that lineup but whatever like uh, i said the, it's, it's the it's the paycheck it's, all, it's, it's yeah it this keeps jerry only pocket line and then i realized maybe if him and doyle were like better magician musicians um <laughs> they pull one over on all of us so maybe they're maybe they are uh if they were like better musicians and that if everyone wasn't crazy these are two huge hypotheticals like if the three of them with dancing were this like better at communicating maybe the misfits like see in an alternative universe like they this like there's no dancing or sound mm -hmm. that's like the misfits yeah i i'm happier with with samane and danzig 
And also with a guy like Danzig, uh, the the amount of ego, uh, oh, the it would have been a fucking train wreck because the did, egos he, are crazy. He yeah. did to those bands what he did with Misfits. Essentially, like he just made it the Danzig show, and then that's not always good. You're not. No one's a fucking genius. I will. I'm I'm staunch with that opinion that no matter how good you are, no matter like no matter no matter how Paul McCartney you are, you still have those shitty ass Wings albums. Like no one is a fucking genius the whole time. Yeah, you need someone. You need you need some outside opinion. You can't just churn out gold. All it's it's impossible. We're not built that way. We're fucking human. Unless you're Bruce Springsteen. Unless you're Bruce Springsteen. I'm kidding. I don't even like the boss that much. <laughs> uh, I don't hate the boss. I actually you should listen to I, more. I remember uh, when music videos were still a thing. That fucking dancing song, "Wicked Pussycat." Oh, that was that in was, heavy. Ooh. That was in heavy rotation. That was a. That's a rough one. <laughs> anyway, the, we we've gone on quite a bit. This is an hour wow. and a half long episode. Uh, this is my personal least favorite. Um, don't listen to that. I'll, I'll although I'll still fucking defend famous monsters. Yeah, if and you, you like, did. If you if you like poppy bullshit, whatever. So re- recap. Uh, what the hell am I doing? Favorite, personal favorite, Static Age, nineteen seventy eight or or slash nineteen ninety seven, whatever. Um, for all the reasons we named, this is a long episode. I'm not going to drag it on any longer. Uh, best album, objectively, Earth AD, nineteen eighty three. Uh, least favorite of the Danzig era. A little side note. I guess that's Legacy oh, Brutality. Yeah. I suppose best of the fucking jerry only era famous monsters but also worst album worst album objectively project 1950 2003 fuck that album least favorite you know the one we just talked about what is it fucking devil's reign alex best album static age personal favorite earth ad worst album least favorite <laughs> famous monsters uh anyway thank you so fucking much for for listening this far i honestly like like uh I wasn't expecting us to get as many like listeners as we've gotten. Uh, it's way more than I could have ever imagined. I didn't even tell, talk to you about this. No, it's, no, it's, I'm finding out about it for it's, the first time. It's, it's like, outrageous. Like we've passed, we're, we're in triple to quadruple digits now, and I have no fucking idea how that happened. Neither, uh, do, neither do I. But I, anyway, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I, I guess I'll give a, a shout out to uh, my friends Ariana and Connie because they always listen to us. That's very sweet. I, I love Ariana. I don't know who Connie is, but I'm sure she's just as lovely. Just as sweet. Uh, um, yeah, thank you to everybody who's who's told your, your friends. Thank you to, to my buddies, Daniel and John. You guys are big supporters. Anyone uh, who listens to us every right. week, the Tuesdays when this drops. Thank yeah, you. Thank, thank you. you so much. But uh, so because of that, like I, I, I started getting a little paranoid. Like, you know, how illegal is what we're doing because <laughs> of all the copyrighted music? <laughs> I think because we don't. Uh, make money off of well, it. I not even. I I went into it and I started researching it. And uh, <laughs> do we want to talk about this on air, dude? I I don't give a fuck. Uh, <laughs> dude, fair use is like we got fair use under lock because we're literally talking over the music. However, we do play an entire song at the end, which is super illegal. <laughs> but until they fucking stop us, we're we're gonna keep doing that for goddamn you guys. right. You're fucking goddamn right. Anyway, if you have any suggestions for artists you want us to cover, uh, maybe some love, maybe some hate, send all everything you want to every album ever at gmail.com. And of course, like we just said, thank you so much for supporting us. Uh, if you want to do any more uh, supporting, then I don't know, talk about us or tell a friend who you think might appreciate some fucking morons yelling about music. Anyway, uh, 
Masturbate me. Masturbate, Masturbate me. me. Oh, you can also follow me on uh, Instagram at Pope Jesse Ventura. Pope like the Pope, Jesse Ventura like the wrestler, and Alex it. Mother puncture. All right, so I'm going to pick the closing song for this episode. Uh, what shit, if, what, what if we just like talked over the first second of it? <laughs> no, no. Like, it's, it's, it's because we play the whole song. It's like, oh, okay. The other ones are this quick little. The other ones are like, we're, we're critiquing and commentating uh, based on what we played. Okay. This is, hey, here's a cool song. <laughs> Check out the cool song. At least it's easily, we can easily edit these out. Yeah, yeah we, this isn't uh, too bad. That so, once again, thank you so much for listening. This is, I spoke about it earlier in the episode, underrated. This is Comeback from Static Age. Thanks for listening. See ya. Yeah.